Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? With a focus on football. Second to go. Pass. Ha! Got it. Touchdown. This guy has had some year. Al, I've got to tell you, in a pressure situation, I don't know if I have ever seen. Anybody be better than Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup? Wow, what a drive. Fourth and one. Burrow trying to keep it going. Gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. Rams now running down to celebrate with a defensive play. And guess who? Guess of course. Who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. When everything was on the line for the Rams. Yes, we know it was Aaron Donald. But the Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Hello, everyone, and good Sunday evening. I'm Joe Mays, and this is the Joe Mays and Giraffe Show, episode 352, and we've got a good one for you this evening. Not only do we have a ton to talk about in the sports world, primarily in the sport, the major professional sport in the United States that is not happening, the most, you know, the best sport in all of the world, professional football, American football. Uh, yeah, the Super Bowl has been over now for a month, but wow, the week that just happened in the NFL is pretty crazy. Oh, and also uh, Selection Sunday happened today for the men's and women's basketball tournaments, and we'll have analysis uh, of the of the brackets, and uh, all while we're playing the uh, NCAA Football 14 Dynasty Mode, and I couldn't do that without my partner, so uh, Justin, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. Like, we... We said when uh, some of the things came out today, man, we've got plenty to talk about this week. We did that before today. Um, you know, there was lots to talk about. And, man, it's just, it just never fails to uh, give us a story. Yeah, I, I cannot believe um, what we witnessed. I mean, t- today is just like the cherry on top, I guess, because everything that was happening was so crazy. Uh, here, I'm trying to pull up the camera. There you are. Let's... Uh, Get that up there so we can see our um, fifth seated or sorry, not seated. I got March Madness on my my mind. Fifth ranked Florida Atlantic Owls, Justin on offense, playing against uh, USF. This is our third game in our third year of the Dynasty campaign in NCAA football 2014 for Xbox 360. And Justin and I got two wins last week on the show while we talked about the NFL and the NBA. And this week we're looking for two more victories and to uh, stay in the top five as we attempt to uh, maybe play in the BCS National Championship this season. And um, I don't know. If we get that far, if we have another season like we did last year, I think Justin and I are going to be moving on from Florida Atlantic. But we'll see what happens. A lot lot of things can happen. Uh, Just as the NFL showed us 
this week. Do you want to start there, Justin, or do you want to do any March Madness first? Um, why don't we start with the NFL stuff? Okay, yeah. I mean, it it caught a lot of us uh, off guard with all the activity that happened this week, and it seemed like we just went uh, one thing bigger each time. Um, so I actually have a tweet here that, that mentions everything. Um, so up first, Monday, Calvin Ridley suspended for a, an entire year for gambling on the NFL. Now he was uh, inactive at the time. He was he had stepped away from the game, um, and Atlanta supported him to deal with his uh, uh, mental health. But at the end of November, he bet on NFL games, including for the team that he is with right now, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, there was an investigation uh, last month. He and the Falcons cooperated with it. And once the NFL figured out what happened, they slapped him with a one-year suspension, which, which I believe is like the like the precedent for that. They there have been guys who it hasn't happened in decades, but um, there has been NFL guys that have been caught gambling before, and I feel like the penalty is pretty similar. I think it was a, basically a year. Yeah. You're right. It was. It was very, very similar. I don't have those other. I think this was, like said, the fifth ever, fourth or fifth ever to happen to uh, an NFL player in terms of gambling. Uh, a lot was made of it. And honestly, I think they were really bad takes, in my opinion, on basically saying, well, the NFL has embraced gambling. How dare you tell them that they shouldn't gamble, essentially, which I just don't understand whatsoever. I mean, a few weeks ago, a month or so ago, we went on here and talked and this was actually before all the stuff went down with um, Brian Flores and the tanking with the, 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 uh, the, the dolphins, those allegations uh, just to say that the sanctity of the game, the integrity of the game is the most important thing when it comes to the NFL or to professional sports. So for them to kind of be like, it's hip- hypocritical for the NFL to take all this money from gambling sites and promote it so much and then tell their players that they can't can't do it, or to get mad when they do do it, um, which is complete and utter BS. Um, Ooh, almost pulled my uh, <laughs> headphones out. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, I understand to an extent when people are like, "Isn't it kind of weird how how much they've embraced the gambling?" Like, I on its own, I I can understand that because think about it. Just if you rewind just a few years ago, there was all this talk. Like a lot of the pro places were like against it. You know, like they didn't. The, the professional leagues were against it. They didn't want it. It wasn't really until it wasn't until you got like the online aspect to it, and people like I think when people really saw what this could be. They saw the money that was behind it, and then leagues kind of came around, and they they developed ways that they can make money. But that is that. While I think that is an interesting take, because the leagues used to be very against it outside of Vegas, and remember there was this whole talk of like, man, the NFL will never send it. To, no professional team or franchise would ever go to Vegas because of all the gambling aspects of it. Well, you saw hockey go there a few years ago, and then the the Raiders went there, and. Like if things have changed with regards to that, my my biggest problem but that's separate from you cannot have players betting on on games that whether, they're participating in right, or that they have inside right, intimate knowledge. Not, right, and don't get me wrong, 
I don't think he was... He bet for the Falcons to win, right. so there was no issue there. Right. And he wasn't playing, but, like, I... I... You can't have players betting on the games inside. Now, I know it becomes this whole thing. Well, it's not thing. just players. Coaches, oh, anyone staff, involved, front anyone office, paid per- anyone by paid the by the league. Or, right. Yes, exactly. Anyone that is receiving compensation from those things, you can't do. And honestly, there's probably, it may not be rules in terms of the NFL, but it wouldn't surprise me if if there are things with um, – some of the the gambling sites, you know, like even like the inside reporters, you know, like there, there are all kinds of things where it can't happen. And it's interesting because the safeguards in place are how this got caught. Right. You know, the safeguards Which that proves place, that what they're doing was working. Right. So that that's good news. But I also saw this thing and I, I think it is an interesting point. Like, I don't think Calvin Ridley was ever, you know, involved with throwing game, nothing like that. Like, I don't think that I don't have any reason to think that, but when you see him drop a pass now, when you see him, yeah, and everyone said, and will be wondering. Like, Look, I'm not saying he is, but he he created the situation in which everyone's going to wonder now. Everyone's going to wonder, and they said, and that's why you get suspended for a year because the league needs to protect against that. Because if there's any like any kind of idea of like, oh man, you have guys and they're throwing games or shaving points or something like that. Guess who's going to drop out real quick? All those gambling deals, you know, like, and by choice or, you know, the government stepping in and being like, this is correct. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's so many ways that it can go bad. They don't want to, the leagues and teams and don't want to throw away that money. They're, they have safeguards in place. That's how this kind of got caught. And I hope that it was an isolated incident. But you're not. You're going to hear it for a long time now. But my my biggest thing, two things from this. One, and I'll mention it first, just so you can remind me to circle around to it. Is people's reaction to this suspension, suspension for gambling and the supposed suspensions for other things related to oh, yeah. criminal justice? Then the other thing, and the bigger one that I want to talk about is the people who don't understand. They they want to knock the league for being greedy, right? Which. Like, it's just so ironic or ridiculous to me because maybe these people don't understand, but all the money that these advertisers are paying that are legal gambling sites, 50% of it's going to the players. Right. Right. (laughs) Like, don't tell me that the league is just taking all this money and then telling their players they can't gamble. They're getting 50% of all that money. Like, and, and I guess to show the way things have changed, remember... When the league wouldn't let Tony Romo go to a fantasy football convention because yeah. it was in Las Vegas. Well, it was fantasy football and in Las Vegas. They wouldn't let him go. They were like, nah. Like, think about how things have changed. So, like, I think separately, that is an interesting thing to look at, how things have changed with regards oh, in to. in five years, yeah. 180. However, complete that, 180. That is completely different from, and I don't, I can't imagine anyone says that, like, it's so well. I mean, I, I can't say that because people were saying it this week. Like, <laughs> like it is a big deal. You can't have guys betting on. You cannot have on their sport, people associated let with alone the, the on their team. Like right. it can't happen. Can't happen. And I, this comes up all the time because you hear it all. Like all oh, baseball, they're so like the you know the best hitter of all time is in, in the Hall of Fame with with Pete Rose. Well, to me, and I, I stand by this and is this biased because I didn't see Pete Rose play very, very likely, but I don't think Pete Rose should be in the hall of fame. Betting on baseball to me is worse than the PEDs. Like 
And I know people are like, well, he never bet against his team. Well, a couple things. One, he's lied about and changed his story about 16 times. So, like, I don't believe anything he says. Second of all, when you bet in baseball, if I come to you and I bet five times this week on my team and on Saturday I don't bet on my team, what does that tell you? You know what I mean? Like, so I I know that's a whole different branch, but, like, I still view it as, like, no, I, I don't have a problem with him not being in. The rules were set, and they he didn't do it. You know, like, he didn't follow the rules. And so I understand it's different here, but based on the what the NFL has done in the past, you know, and one year, that's what Calvin Ridley has done. Um, I hope he can use that time to get more right, you know, like get his life straightened out because he had some other issues that were keeping him out of, out of football this year and, you know, come back and – I, I have to give credit to the Dolphins, or not the Dolphins, the Falcons, uh, because the Eagles were deep in trade discussions with them for Calvin Ridley, and they basically didn't they didn't hose over the this. Eagles. Yeah, but I mean, imagine the blowback if that trade had gone through, and then they were like, yeah, we knew about it. Like, yeah. it would have been even worse. The league probably would have stepped in and nullified the right. trade, you know, like. So, I want to just, the, um. The point was emphasized of what I talked about, of how the players are benefiting from the gambling, too. It's not like the league is getting all that money, which is just, it's mind-boggling to me that people can just be so ignorant to to some, it should should not be mind-boggling that people are ignorant to facts. Like, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be mind-boggling, that's that's just how we are. Um, But the players are benefiting from the relationships with with legalized gambling, like, they are. So I don't think it's ridiculous to ask them not to bet on the NFL, and honestly, it's kind of crazy that they're allowed to bet on college football because of the link that they have with their alma maters. But yes, um, they are allowed to bet on everything else. They can bet any on anything other than professional football. And the person who I thought made the point so concisely is Ross Tucker, yes. former Y missing star, um, went to Harvard. Played in the NFL, wait, Harvard, right? Or Princeton? A Princeton. Ooh, Princeton. man. Ooh, I'm oh, sorry, man. Ross. Oh, oh man. man. Ooh, that's a bad mistake right there from me. Princeton, my apologies. Oh, man. Um, he went on, you know, this broke late at night, and he has a podcast he does every morning. He's like, I didn't want to wait until tomorrow. And he spent just like a minute just basically saying, take some personal responsibility and accountability for your actions. He knew it was, and and he sort of did like he he fessed up to everything when the investigation right. happened. Right, I he played it. along. Right, but then afterward, he kind of like went through like a tweet storm of things, and it was just kind of like he wasn't not accepting responsibility. But he was trying to make excuses. Right, right. But there were other people basically saying that it wasn't Ridley's fault, and it's ridiculous that the NFL would have this stance. And I'm just like, no, that is an awful, awful take. And it wasn't just like randos on the internet. There were honest to goodness, professional, legitimate paid right. journalists like calling out this supposed hypocrisy of the NFL. I'm like, this is not hypocritical at all. No. At all. Hypocritical would be if Roger Goodell was betting on games. <laughs> right, yes. That would be hypocritical. That, yes, exactly. And, and also a major problem. Major but issue, But that's yes. not happening. No, not I, at all. I, so um, kudos to Ross Tucker. It's a great like, one minute he posted on his social. It's on. I know it's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, look for Ross Tucker. Um, you can listen to it. It it's perfectly sums up my feelings of the Calvin Ridley situation. And I don't want to get into, but the people trying to – knock the NFL for suspending him for a year for the integrity of the league versus their suspensions for 
Different, um, different issues. Think off the field issues. Is that, we'll leave it at different that. Different issues. Um, that, that gets really messy. And I already called out a couple people on Twitter because the NFL did throw a stiffer fines and penalties at players and teams for off the field activities. And guess why they were reduced to the amount of games that they were throwing out there. Cause the players association, the union took them to arbitration or litigation or went through the appeal process and right. had them reduced. So while you can say the NFL didn't do enough, again, that's an a tangent that Justin and I are not getting into tonight. <laughs> it was the Players Association. Oh, I thought that's how we were going to spend the, the next union time. that had those suspensions reduced. So I don't want to hear it. Also, most of the stats that I saw online were not the correct stats. So um, again, take a, take it with a grain of salt yeah. of all the stuff you see on you the internet. Trying to use yeah, <laughs> facts and logic. Yeah. Um, so the then Tuesday comes, and we got two yeah. things that happen. First, Aaron Rodgers resigns with Green Bay. And he immediately has some contrarian stance of like the numbers are wrong, but he's right, Aaron Rodgers, right. so whatever. And then once Rodgers returns to Green Bay, Russell Wilson is traded to the Broncos. So, Justin, since I'm up here playing, I'll let you handle yeah. which one do you want to talk about first. Well, let's first. talk about Rodgers first. Um, so, in the mornings, I listen to um, the ESPN radio show, and like while I'm getting ready for work and everything. Like, to go to work. Um, and it's Keyshawn Johnson and Jason Williams, like Duke Star, and usually Max Kellerman. Ugh. I know, I know. So, listen, I was not happy, but it was on. And, like, I just – I usually listen to sports in the morning. Not every day, but most – like, 99% of the days, that's what I listen to. Unless, like, Friday morning I did not because the Sixers got whooped on Oh, Thursday yeah, night. that was So, not I did a, not. Thursday so, was awful. So, Thursday anyway, night. so um, – However, they surprisingly have grown on me. Like, I, I just don't like Max. No, no, no. I understand. So here we go. This is my Max story. Max was the original guy on Around the Horn, and he was he was fine there. And then he tried to be like more than that, and it didn't work. Um, but I anyway, there are times where they still drive me nuts. But it's kind of like it. It honestly, it all sits within that like it's sports talk radio. So like sometimes they'll say things that I don't agree with, but that's okay. It's just like fan stuff. It's not like insane stuff to me. Um, but it in August, in August, Keyshawn's like he's going back. He's going to play for the Packers. He's like he's like where else is he going to go where there's a better situation? You know, like, he just is going through all those things, and so like. It's one of those things where, like, I just, like, he he nailed it. Um, and it'll be interesting because we, we saw this pop up uh, from some of, the, I forget, was it Greg Jennings that did it? I feel like we talked about this before. But, like, how Greg Jennings, maybe it was me and Adam, about how Greg Jennings was like, oh, interesting. No, yeah, we talked about it. About how Aaron Rodgers is, you know, a team player when it doesn't come to him negotiating right. deal, but as soon as it's his turn, he's one that wants to be a right. fifty million dollar a year quarterback. Yeah. Speaking of hypocrisy. Oh gosh. But Aaron Rodgers is what like it's gone it's gotten worse every year. So I should we be surprised that this has happened and that he he's staying in Green Bay. I, I I mean I'm not surprised. It seemed that no the uh honestly it makes sense. The like, relationship was better than it was a year ago. Oh yeah. Well and they said that 
they've worked on it, which is good, I guess. Like, I I don't know. I just in the end, like it doesn't matter to me because one, I'm not the, a fan of an NFC team. So so here we go. Do <laughs> you well, want to spend two hundred million to lose in the playoffs? Like well, that's I, so. Here's the thing. I I also view it as if that means it's another hurdle that the Cowboys. Nice. Oh, you see that user pick, baby. Nice. Um, but if you want to use, like, I view that as another hurdle for the Cowboys. Still, like, I know they've had trouble, but like, that's okay because I need. While I don't like and will not like root for Aaron Rodgers, I will root for them over the Cowboys any day of the week. So, I think we we did our like rooting rankings. Remember going into the playoffs, and they were like. The second to last. Yeah. Um, because I had the Cowboys last. So, good, I mean, good. I mean, people who are Packers and Rodgers fans, like, they're happy. But I feel like most of the NFL is just, like, kind okay. of la- laugh about it. Like, right. That the Packers are going through this with a diva quarterback again. That Sixers won. Nice. 116-114. Nice. Um, like I feel like the rest of the NFL and even some of the riders are just like, yeah, there's no way that this isn't going to end poorly. Like it, with the team coming up short because. Well, oh, and now they're spending 50 million. They're spending 25%. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know what the cap hit is, but you know, the cap, what is going to be just over 200 million or something like that now. And yeah, I think it's higher than that. Okay. So, um, but like so much of it's going to go to him. Like, he complains about not having weapons. Well, guess what, buddy? They're going to be harder to get your weapons when the quarterback's making $50 million a year. Right. And now what? Did they tag Adams? Did they franchise tag Adams? They did. They did. Now, so, now they can still work out a deal there, but a yeah, lot of times sure. you see it not happening. Now, if, if Rodgers is locked up there, they may, you know, like, you know, Adams may want to stay because part of that comes to, like, you can only – agree to it if if the player agrees too. So you know like right. if if Adams is like, look, I'm going to play on the franchise tag and then I'm out of here next year. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. But I think with Roger staying, I I feel like he would stay. I I don't know that, but I I don't know. Seems just, to be the theme. It, it, the the more important thing is that it was just one domino that led to this quarterback musical chairs that happened because yeah. as soon as Rodgers resigned within what a couple hours we found out that the yeah. Broncos were trading a whole bunch of picks and players to the Seahawks for Russell Wilson. Now Russell Wilson is 32. He didn't have a great year last year but still was a very good quarterback. There's reports that he had kind of checked out and was done with Seattle and I guess specifically Pete Carroll and the coaching staff and just kind of going through the motions, wanted something, maybe needed a fresh place, a new start. And he's getting it in Denver. And Denver had, a, uh, I think, a deceptively good defense last year. Yeah. And that was after they traded Von Miller, too. Right. Who could who, be coming who back. Come back. And they got Patrick Sertain, who was. And they have, out yeah, last one year. of the best rookie uh, defenders. Uh, like they, they have a very solid team, even with what they gave up. They gave up Shelby Harris. And then um, the big one was Noah Fant. Right. And uh, who's the third guy? Oh, and Drew Locke, which, I mean, you got Russell Wilson. So, no, that Drew yeah, Locke that, being included right. there doesn't matter. Uh, and obviously, Shelby Harris and Noah Fant are big guys to be replaced. But the, the 
Broncos have a very good core of young receivers because I see everyone mentioned Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and Jerry Judy. KJ Hamler's coming back off of an ACL tear that happened early last year. Yep. Uh, hopefully, he can keep it together. They just did release Deshaun Hamilton, so the devil Penn State receiver um, isn't out there oh, anymore. Um, but th- even without Fant, they have a good amount of offensive weapons. They just need some offensive line help. So now they have Russell Wilson and that group of receivers. They find a, a, an offensive lineman and even a piece or two on the defense. All of a sudden, the NFC West, or excuse me, the AFC West is incredibly interesting. Right. I saw the one thing. It's like, oh, you know, Russell Wilson works a trade to get out of the NFC West. Um, and now works, at, which, you know, you could have argued last year was the best division in football. And, and now it's even better. Now it's, yeah, because I don't even know if this we didn't get to it yet. Our, okay. <laughs> we yeah, didn't even so, get to it. So that's going to be on Thursday's news. Right. So yeah, Russell Wilson to Denver is interesting. Like, I think he, he's obviously an upgrade over Drew Locke, who I've been holding out hope for, for a while. I don't know why. I just, um, but they have some weapons, but I feel like I, the weapons were kind of underrated in in Seattle, in my opinion. Not underrated, but like Tyler Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf and some of those other guys were there. They just couldn't protect him. Well, I think that's probably going to be the problem in Denver still. Right. And they don't have first-round picks. They don't have high picks to get them, but whatever. They can make it happen, I guess. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, I mean, I so. don't know that you can compare the Broncos receivers and the Seattle I think Broncos receivers. fans had talked themselves into the fact that Rodgers was coming, though. Like, I think they were thinking, oh, we got Rodgers. He's going to work his way here. Well, to me, and Wilson is a smaller headache. So oh, I would 100%, be. 100%. And you're going to pay him, even if you're paying him $35 million a year or whatever, you're going to be paying him $15 million less than you're paying Rodgers. Right. Like, so, yeah. Uh, so that happened. Then right. the next day, on Wednesday, Carson Wentz is traded Carson from the Wentz Colts. Gets traded, right, and supposedly that decision that they were moving on was made months like, ago, shortly right? after they lost the and didn't make the playoffs. The they had a ninety, I think it was ninety-seven percent chance to make the playoff going into week se- going into week seventeen. Who did so, they lose to before the Jaguars? Because wasn't it also a bad loss? It was a bad loss. It, um, it wasn't. No, it wasn't the Texans. I don't remember. Um, hang on, I will. Let's see here. Colts. Uh, yeah, I just can't remember who they lost to the week before because everyone – I just focused on that Jaguars game because that was just inexcusable, that, yes. that, that, that loss. Right. Well, and it wasn't even competitive. No. Uh, they lost to Vegas oh, okay. in week 17. No, that, that's, that's – But <clears throat> they were at home, you know. But so week 15, they beat New England, who was a playoff team. Right. Week 16, they beat Arizona, who was a playoff team. Yep. Then they lose 23-20 to Vegas. And then they lose 26-11. And it wasn't that close to Jacksonville with everything to play for. Like, it was just terrible. Um, and, again, the the thing is, and I am a – I'm a, I, I'm, Down to I'm the a side Wentz 10. apologist. But when you hear these rumblings of, like, team – like, these leadership things, it, how often can you deny it? Right, I know. It, it is the the um, support for and, Wentz and is I know, just keeps eroding. I know some of the guys like on the team come out and support him. And that, like, I don't necessarily think that they think he's a bad guy. But there's a difference between being a bad guy and, oh my gosh. 
Oh my gosh. Um, between being a bad guy and and then like being a the leader that that like alpha guy who the quarterback is, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It. No, it's frustrating. well, and it goes from in Indy. Like I was rooting for him. I was rooting for him and Frank Reich, and I think a lot of people were. I would agree. I know there's a, a subset and a vocal subset of Philly fans who are rooting against them, and you know, which I just will not never. I will no, never understand that. No, me either. And but like now, I I can't root for him. Like right, yeah. Now he's quarterback of the Commanders. Man. Oh my gosh, Commander Wentz. <laughs> Commander Wentz. Yeah, the, this, oh the way that gosh, that tackling. season ended, and just with all the off the field stuff surrounding him with the vaccine, and uh, right. it's just, it's if if the guy who went to bat for you a year ago had right. no problem getting rid of you, like that's a red flag. Right when 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 Frank Reich, when he can't make it work, and you've moved on, that's a problem. That's a problem because he was the guy who's supposed to make it right. Uh, yeah. So then we get to Thursday. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, Khalil Mack is traded from the Bears back to the AFC West and the Los Angeles Chargers, who compare him with Bosa. And the AFC West teams just keep stockpiling talent. And with what you yeah. got out there now. I mean, Adding to the AFC West. Right. I mean, everyone thought that the Chargers could take a step to challenge the Chiefs this year. Then the Broncos get Russell Wilson. Now the Chargers add another pass rusher. And the Raiders have a new coaching staff that you think could help them increase efficiency on offense or at least be more consistent um, with with Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs. AFC West is a gauntlet. They have to be – that has to be the best division in football. You could easily see three of those teams make the AFC playoffs. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Do you have anything else to say about Matt going to the Chargers? Oh, my gosh. No. Uh, um, it'll be interesting. Uh, Khalil Mack. He's not what he was a few years ago, he's but he's not, still had a but good he, four on years. On the Chargers, I don't know that they won't need him to be. You know, like. He should have probably mostly single blocking because of Bosa. Right. And it, it'll be interesting. Uh, the Chargers are always interesting. <laughs> um, you know, I can't believe they missed the playoffs this year, but. Yeah, I think they'll be better this year. I agree. Year two of Staley, uh, year three of Herbert. It's crazy that Herbert, Burrow, and two are going to be starting year three here. I mean, it is – with the amount of talent that they've accrued there, they make a couple changes. I feel like they should be – they should be able to compete. They just got to show that you don't have to unseat the Chiefs. You just have to make the playoffs. You have to do – look good getting there. Right. Um. And I think there's an opportunity for that to happen. Yeah. So AFC West is stacked and going to be fun to watch. Um, should we move to Saturday then? Yeah. All right. So on Saturday, Amari <laughs> Cooper gets traded to the Browns. It had come out that the Cowboys were going to move on. Everyone thought they were going to have to cut him because what, $18 million he's owed this year. Um and it's interesting because you got a lot of people say, oh, well, he wasn't that good. But, like, I, he's still really good. <laughs> and he's young. He's not that old yet. Like, he was real young when he went from the Raiders to the Cowboys. Um, yeah, yeah, I would have loved. Was. 
I didn't necessarily want the Eagles to pay him $18 million, but I would have loved for the Eagles to get him. Yeah, well, when but I saw the, what the, the Browns Cowboys gave got up. something for him, I'm like, okay. <laughs> a fifth and a sixth, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Like, that's uh, – I'm kind of mad that Miami wasn't more in on that, especially because uh, they're right. also shopping Lyle Collins. Like, get right. both of them. Get right. both of them. Right. Like, if, I know. If, for me, for the Dolphins. I yeah. mean, they, who can't use an offensive lineman and a wide receiver? Like, right, right. But they, they're – and this is what we saw. With all the big contracts they've signed and some of the big ones they're going to have coming up. Like, and I know it's not – they're not there yet. Like they've got years, like they're only a year into uh, Parsons and stuff. You know, like I, I know that some of those are way down the road, but those guys are going to like the, when they have draft picks that work out, you know, like you're going to need to start paying those guys and it's it's going to be interesting. Right. Um, and hopefully awful for them. <laughs> like, <laughs> and- hopefully awful cap situations. Hopefully they... Sign Zeke to another hundred yard, hundred million dollar deal. That would be fantastic. Uh, I don't think that's happening. No, it is not. But. The um, Browns then also gave Landry's camp permission to seek a trade. Jarvis Landry yeah, now on yeah. his way out of Cleveland. I wouldn't mind because of the, the arrival of Mark Cooper. I wouldn't Cooper. mind seeing the Eagles pick up Jarvis Landry. I think he could be a good fit for the Eagles. Yeah, again, depending on what you have to give up for him. You know, if I give up a late round pick or something, okay. Right. Um, you know, like I. I, I really wanted the Eagles to get Chris Godwin, but he got franchised. franchised. No, he, is this the second year in a row he got yeah, franchised? Yeah, he can't be franchised next right. year. Gonna, or I guess he technically can, but he has to get, like, he gets quarterback money if right. he gets franchised he, he'd again. He'd be making probably over $20 million next year just for next year uh, because they talk about that, how you can get it two times. Well, will be But time. even the second time is, is A 40% big. increase, I think. Right, so he's going to get paid and – if Brady's going to be there, why wouldn't he want to go back? You know, well, yeah, like, now, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. They were talking about how, well, and here we go. This leads us to the next day. Brady announced today that he's unretiring, coming back to the Bucks. And it was interesting because earlier today I saw, I guess he went over to England and was at like, yeah, or in Europe. Manchester United yeah, game or something. Yeah, was the big one. And he was talking to Ronaldo after the game. And I, it looked like Ronaldo anyway. And I guess Ronaldo said something like, hey, are you going to still play? And you could like see Brady say, that's what I got to figure out. Oh, is that like what that. he said? Yeah. And like it was just a private conversation. This wasn't like, you know, somebody was eavesdropping in. You know, like yeah. it, it wasn't like in, in front of the press or anything. Um, All right, you're up. And and I get it. Like if you don't – but like not, what's changed in two months? Like – yeah, <laughs> did you send me that tweet of someone said, yeah. "Man, what? Brady's kids must Ryan, be really." It was annoying. Ryan Clark. Like how- <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Should I go inside kick it? <laughs> Every week, man. Oh man, but yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting. By the way, this is a little underrated on our team this year, but we got a new kicker, and the kid can boot it. Like, yeah, he can. He's a freshman, I believe. I think so. I think we recruited him last year. So I mean it. <laughs> I, I told I texted this to you already, but I told Kelly, my wife, that I showed her the headline about Brady come back. She just goes, "Ugh, why?" And I walked away. She goes, "Gross." <laughs> yeah, my just, my wife was like, "Does that even count as retiring?" Like, <laughs> right? Well, like the paperwork wasn't submitted, right? He had retired in name only for what thirty eight days or something like right. that. Did you see the one that's like Brady retirement less? It, it, 
doesn't last as long as a Kardashian wedding. Like, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yes. So yeah, just crazy activity for the NFL. The NFL by and large has to be loving it because they're the top of the sports news cycle. Yeah. Like, they're, they're unseating everything. Now, I mean, it's not like there's major events happening elsewhere. We're still in the regular season for the NHL and the NBA, but well, baseball was announced as coming back, and that was what, like Tuesday afternoon? Yeah. And then Rodgers and Russ <laughs> happened, right. so like baseball gets pushed, which is fine. Baseball being pushed to the back burner until game starts is fine. It's spring training. like It's not a big deal. Uh, the problem for baseball is they're, the beginning of their season is going to line up with the NFL draft. Uh, they're going to be in the first few weeks of the regular season because I think they're starting at April 7th. Uh, the um, yeah, April seventh is is yes. April seventh is opening day. Yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm glad baseball's back. I'm glad they came to an agreement. We talked about it last week. I'm excited for the Phillies. They just signed reliever Juris Familia, who I think had been with the Mets recently. He had, yeah. Uh, they need relievers, and, and I know not people a star, are like, but he's like, not right, that good. They need half their bullpen though. Well, like, like you, you need guys, and bullpen players are so. Um, inconsistent that even if he had a bad year last year or the last couple of years, he could be good this year. And he's on a one-year deal. So what does it matter? Like People that micro-analyze every little thing that happens. You need players. You need arms. Right. I'm excited. I'm seeing the pictures of Bryce Harper down in Clearwater. Like I'm just like, thank you. I'm glad yes. this is done. Like Two two straight games, we're getting top five games hey, score. you know, we're getting it done. All right. So while this loads here, Justin and I do have a really random thing we're going to do here. <laughs> this is not sponsored in any way. This is just uh, something that... that uh, uh, came to me today. Um, Kelly picked up at the uh, grocery store tonight. Um, what is it called? Coca-Cola Starlight. It's a limited edition soda that's supposed to taste like space. Yes, it actually says space flavored. So here, <laughs> I, I'll sh- hold up I on my end. I don't really the know can. what that means. Right, you're right. Well, that's what Starlight Coca-Cola. It's in the and they're in the mini cans. Um, so Justin's going to advance everything. I'd already done the recruiting, so we should be good to go. And we're going to pop open these, uh, Coca-Cola starlights. I'm going to give it a little smell. The aroma smells like Coke. (laughs) Um, maybe has a little bit of a red tint. We're not pouring it out, so I can't tell completely. Okay. I mean, if that's what space smells or tastes like, I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's I'm pretty I'm good. On board. Yeah, I'm... interesting. Yes, yeah, I, I like different. it. I I, I like it's the not flavor. Like drastic. Like, it's, it's not, not a not... huge change, but it no. definitely like if you gave a co- me a Coke that tastes like this, I'd be like, it's different. It's different. Yeah. yeah what did yeah. they change? Right, but it's not like punchy in the mouth, kind of like. No, you're. Yeah, it's um. I'm I'm cool with it. I, I like it. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's it's good. It's in the small cans. It's only ninety calories in the little tiny cans. What is this? Seven and a half ounces. Um, this is not paid promotion. It just happened right before the right. show. So I figured Justin and I could do a little taste test here. And we are both Coke people, so if Coca Cola would like to sponsor us, <laughs> we'd be we'd be perfectly willing. fine with that. Um, I am anti Pepsi all the way. Oh, uh, they do have that Pepsi Nitro coming out that I want to try just because I like new and weird things like that. Uh, did you hear about that? It's no, made I did with, not. It's made with it's infused with nitrogen to okay. make it more like like made like beers are to have oh, yeah, the yeah. smoother taste instead of the harsh carbonation that some people right, don't like. Right. What should I do here? Uh, just continue. Just go through it. 
Okay. Yeah, just go through it. Yeah, just finish the and once you advance to week six, we should just be able to okay. hop into the next game. So we're three and zero. We moved up to number four, and now we're gonna play at Marshall. We actually, Justin, I don't know if you've realized this. I we, think we talked about it last year. We are a better road team. Yes. We struggle at home. Yes. So we're at Marshall, which makes me feel a little bit better. And Marshall is not nearly as highly rated as USF no. was. We're a ninety three overall. USF was a ninety one, if you believe that. Marshall is a seventy nine. So hopefully, oh. and zero and four. Oh, hopefully we can breeze did, through did, this game. I I don't know if it was last year. I th- feel like did we we lost to them like big after yeah. we had won a couple games and yeah. we lost them in embarrassing fashion. Yes, they took it to us a couple. I think that was two years ago. Now they did so two years in the game. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah so again, Coca Cola Starlight. Yeah, so I'm, we're I'm trying. Okay. It's good. I enjoy cool. it. Yeah, if, if that's what I, space I can't. Is like, I, I honestly, like, I feel like there's like a berry flavor in it. I'm trying to look. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I fruit and vegetable juice for color. And it doesn't mention anything. Um, so again, if this is what space smells like, tastes like, <laughs> that's cool. Um, Artemis going up in 2020. Well, it's supposed to be 2024. I think we're pushing back to 2025 when we return to the moon uh which has my daughter super excited to watch that like that'll be cool like everything that's happening because there's going to be a launch later this year i think it was in scheduled for may it might get pushed back farther that is like a testing of the next phase and the manned missions are supposed to start i think in 24 and then we're supposed to land on the moon again in 2025 defense first yeah if if we're kicking if we win the toss we kick so yeah cool stuff from coke appreciate trying it out. We're back with our college football game, NCAA football 2014 or 14. Um, this game came out in July, 2013. Justin and I are in year three of our dynasty campaign with the Florida Atlantic owls. And uh, we just beat USF to improve to three and for the year. We're ranked fourth in the nation. Uh, got a few freshmen on our roster and a f- couple good veterans as well. Justin is playing. Defense. He he's become our defensive guy. He's the defensive coordinator, and I am controlling the offense. I think I got three picks with the you, same guy last game. I think oh, was that, it the same player? I think it was. Yeah, wow. I, and I think it tied a school record. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah. So, Justin, now since we pretty much covered the NFL stuff, and that was a lot of fun because a lot happened this past week. Um, yeah, what? Never mind. I'll, I'll start like giving me I gonna, burps. Here. I was gonna say, well, I just like both just like have a not great reaction to it. <laughs> like, we both have an allergic reaction to it. Um, no, I, if we lose this game, though, I'm never drinking Starlight again. I can oh, tell well, you absolutely. Uh, so NCAA basketball tournaments get started um, the end of this coming week. Both the men's and the women's men's kicks off on Thursday. I think women's is Saturday. Well, men, there will be some games Wednesday. Well, that's right? true. The play, play-in games or whatever they call that. Yep. I mean, it's not technically the first round. It's the play-in round of yes. four four teams. It whittled the field from 68 to 64. And uh, the tournament bracket was picked out earlier today, and uh, I'm going to go play offense, and Justin's going to get their discussion started on the brackets. Yeah. I guess before so, we get started here talking about the bracket, I just want to remind everyone that as we always have every single year of the show, other than the 2020 COVID year, we are having a bracket challenge uh, through the Joe Mays and JRAF show. Uh, it doesn't cost anything to enter, and you don't get any money to win. You get bragging rights. You get a show t-shirt. 
free of charge and the opportunity to come on the show with us. Um, it's been a lot of fun in the years past. Um, if having could the winners win other on than your sister, that would be fantastic. Well, I said the topic must be approved by Justin and I. That is always going to be a uh, requirement ever since the disaster with my sister wanting to uh, us to talk about yes. the attractiveness of athletes, which is a, just a no go. It's just a no go, right? But we're married men. <laughs> <laughs> when she wanted us to talk about dudes, um, well, we tu- we we turned it on its head and we made it we we made it fun. So. Um, but that is through ESPN's Tournament Challenge. I always put the uh, link up on our Facebook right. page, on my Facebook page, and I share it. I'll share it on Twitter as well. So um, if you want to get in, uh, the password is capital PSU, all three are capital letters, PSU 2022, and that'll get you into our Tournament Challenge. It's all, all for fun. We always enjoy updating it every week that the tournament goes on. Um, you know, and I'm sure with Penn State not in once again, Justin and I are all in on Marquette and Yo, man, uh, probably Vill- see, Villanova. I'd love to see Marquette. And speaking of friend of the show, Adam, uh, he, I am sure he is going to be rooting even harder for Marquette because their first They're round playing, matchup is against UNC. Yes. And Adam is a huge Duke fan. Oh my gosh, he's going to be rooting so hard for Marquette. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Like, I hope Marquette can win that first one that's an eight nine game so like kind of like a toss up there um marquette has really played really well and outperformed what people thought they were picked to finish like maybe ninth in the big east or something like that preseason um and finished like fourth or fifth like right around there like so they had a very good year under first year at marquette shaka smart oh, so i didn't get it Yeah, Shaka Smart, what they were able to do uh, with this team, I don't think anyone expected Marquette to play as well as they did this year, but they have played really well. They're back in the tournament, and um, you know, local high school product, Stevie Mitchell, is an important role um, guy for them off the bench. He's been named one of their uh, – Shaka Smart gives out like the domino player, the guy that was most integral to the win and the performance. Uh, Stevie Mitchell has won that. I got my Stevie Mitchell Marquette jersey on, wishing them best of luck uh, this season uh, in, the, in the tournament. They've had a great year so far, so I would love to see them technically upset North Carolina in the first round. Right, right. Man, even if they just get, get one, you know, like they get a get a win. I don't know who they'd have in the second round then. Oh, probably the one seed, right? Uh, let me pull As up the, the bracket. I'll... Let's see. Yeah, they would play Baylor. Yeah, that would be that. That would be a tough matchup. Or, but or Norfolk State, you never know. You never know. You never know. Um, yeah. So, but so beating North Carolina would be huge, though. I so know. I, I know this isn't like a stereotypical, oh, ball. like top UNC team, but um, got it back. Yeah, but so the year the year I went and saw. <laughs> um, Villanova and Duke playing in the second round um, out in Pittsburgh. They That was the same year, and I watched it in the hotel um, the year Virginia lost to the 16th seed. Oh, as the one gosh. Seed. Yeah, like, yeah, so like it was just that – was, that was just a crazy – Then they come back and win it all the next they year. They won it all the next year, yeah. Like I felt really good for redemption for a lot of those guys. That was, that was kind of cool to see. Come Not on. really a Virginia fan, but like it was cool to see. 
All right, so if we look at the one seeds, I don't think, like, these, they had these pegged from the start. Um, Gonzaga is the one, uh, Baylor's a one, Arizona's a one, and Kansas is a one. Um, and, you know, there there could be arguments made for other teams, certainly. Um, if you look at the twos, uh, you have Kentucky, um, Duke. I think if Duke would have won last night, was that last night? Yeah. Uh, or two nights ago. Um, if they would have won the ACC championship, I think a stronger case could have been made for them. Um, Villanova lost too many games like throughout the year to be a one, but they're a two, and Auburn is a two. But Auburn, of those, let me see. Kentucky didn't win their conference championship, like the tournament, the tournament. Duke didn't win theirs, and Auburn didn't win theirs. So, like, um, that may have kept some of those teams from being one seeds. I, I don't know. It, you get into all of that stuff. But um, you look, I think they said that that Wyoming and Indiana were the last two teams in because they are a play-in for a 12 seed, and, like, they were just talking that's how that works. The winner of that game will play uh, St. Mary's, who beat Gonzaga earlier, just a couple weeks ago. Uh, lost to them in their conference tournament, but beat uh, Gonzaga earlier in the year. So, um, just want to cut in. Yeah. Um, we apparently are losing our sponsorship because my dad likes Pepsi better, he says. Well. Which I call BS on, to I was be just going to say, like, it's just another... I mean, he always... Fan, his. Um, it's another fan opinion that your dad is on the wrong side. It's Okay. <laughs> One of his, the, one of the most famous Bill Maysisms is Coke or Pepsi, whatever you got, because he just wants non diet cola. Right, right. Um, I, but I think if you asked him to choose, I truly do believe he'd pick Coke. Uh, but as is the case more often than not, he's just trying to be a jerk and stir the pot, <laughs> um, especially when it comes to something related to you. I was going to say it does not help your case that I am on right, the side. Right. Yeah. Of I mean, he likes to give Pepsi. me crap often as well, but when. It's combined with your presence. Right. It's if, through he has, the roof. if the opportunity is there to disagree with both you and me, he's going to. Oh, he's going to absolutely right. like uber contrarian. <laughs> like, oh, well, Justin and Joe say this. I'm going opposite. I got to give him credit, though. It takes a lot of guts to just go to on be the wrong that be often. Wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to continue to be that wrong. I'm actually surprised he's watching because he's always on record saying that he hates when we play the video game. So. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't fallen asleep yet. He always tells me he falls asleep to the show. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But, I mean, I, I, I watch very little college basketball during the year. Uh, I caught a few uh, uh, Marquette games, uh, a few Penn State games. On, outside of that, I don't know if I've watched. I didn't even get to watch anything other than, like, the pre- and post-game stuff for the Duke, the Duke game with Krzyzewski last week. Yeah, so honestly, I probably watch more Marquette games than any other college games this year. Um, just because, you know, watching to see Stevie and see how they're doing and stuff like that. Um, um, so it, it just also, I'll, I'll be honest, and I know this is against kind of what we talk about on the show and all kinds of stuff, but I've been following the NBA more and more. Like, I say, the Sixers, not necessarily the right, NBA, yeah, why, but, that, like, you gotta, yeah. but like, I'm. I make that qualification too. I yeah, may be like, watching more of the Sixers, but I am not watching more of the NBA. There just. are other teams, like if the Warriors are on, and I know the Warriors have reached that point where they, you know, people are sick of them and stuff like. But like it, when they're 
all playing and they're they're oh my gosh it's just so different to watch those guys just light it up um but you know that's that's different um but like for the most part if the sixers are on i'll, I'll watch the sixers but i'm not gonna really be spending my time watching many other nba teams but i think part of it too is like there's not a lot a huge draw to me in college basketball. Like I like Villanova. I will root for Villanova, but like, I don't need to watch every one of their games. Um, right. And then, and then like, you mentioned them. They're a two seed facing Delaware. Right. Um, they're in the South bracket with Arizona. Delaware, by the way, one. here's, here's one of those. So this was back, at least when I was in college, I think you were in college too. Remember those good St. Joe's teams, like the team that went like undefeated into the tournament. Yes. With Jameer Nelson? Yep. Yeah, Jameer Nelson's son plays for Delaware. <laughs> really? Yes. That makes me feel old. I, yep, that's why I told you. So <laughs> you're welcome. Um, but wow. Yeah, yeah Jameer Nelson, who I remember watching when I was in college, um, now has a kid in the NCAA tournament. That's swell. Yeah. <laughs> that is swell. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just trying to look over here. I mean, I don't know enough to be surprised. I, I mentioned it before the show. Is there anyone that you felt got left out that should have made it that you I know heard? there were teams that, like, people generally feel like they should, like um, – I know people had strong opinions about, like, Oklahoma and stuff. But, like, look, you're in a good enough conference. Like, you should win your way in. Like, right. you, you don't have to be great in those conferences. Um, how about – Big Ten got nine teams in, Whew. and I'm not sure anyone else got more than five. Wow. Yeah, um, which is kind of crazy because I, I don't feel like there are any great teams in the Big Ten. There are some good teams. Um, I don't think Michigan should have gotten in. I don't think they're that good, but they did. Um, but, yeah, I – I don't know what I just did. Oh. All right. So I, I did just put our bracket on our Twitter account and I'll, I'll retweet it on, on my um, coach account. Um, but my dad did um, fly back with a response here and says, um, let's see. He says, if Justin only flies with winners, why is he flying with the Eagles? That's what he said. So. Hey. If you're tired of watching us play this video game that was still like what two decades newer than the last time the Cowboys were good, so. I mean. <laughs> oh man, no. is um, oh, sorry. Is this is yours on the, your phone? I, I said okay. it's empty. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah, realize I this was that. mine. I didn't realize I walked up. No, with this, I, so. I was I was intentional. Um, I I kept track. I try um, Coca Cola Starlight. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I love. Tournament time, like I'm full into it. Like I said, uh, a couple years ago, I went to the Saturday games in Pittsburgh. So it was um, Villanova played Alabama. It was the year Villanova ended up, one of the years Villanova won it all. So and 2018? Duke, Duke played Rhode Island. The, yeah, it would have been 2018. Um, so it, And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun um, in Pittsburgh with some college buddies. Like it was, it was just a good time. Um, so those early, those early rounds, like those days when it's just, it's on from, you know, what, 1155 or whatever to right. Like one, I feel like it's not on late enough. Like, I feel like it should run even later, but, um, yeah, those, those games, 
it's just it's cool to see and it's what you get into man like i of course i want my bracket to do well but i love rooting for chaos like oh, i love yeah. rooting for the underdogs oh, yeah, like for sure you know um it's tough to it's compare funny. yeah go ahead i was just going to say it's it's really tough to compare um with those first like two days of the the tournament, Thursday Yo, Friday, it's the best. Like it's it's great because it brings people in that aren't usually that interested right. in the sport, and it just has everyone super excited because they just want to see chaos. Because when you have that many teams playing, you know it's not going to just be chalk. Now the higher seeds, more than likely, right. yes. But like once you get down into the five, five, six, seven, eight, you're probably going to see some up uh, upsets. Yeah, and like. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it, it is really cool. And I know people get caught up because you'll have some top teams go out and they're like, oh, yeah, but people want to see the Blue Bloods. Yeah, but yeah, but like I, I want to see the team that has no business winning win a game or two. You hey, know, like but- I, Butler Duke was great. Right. Like I want to see that. Um, I want to see those teams like. Were they an eight seed that year? Yeah. Like, um, was Loyola a couple years ago? Oh, you know, that like, was awesome! Just like that kind of thing. Like it's so cool. Florida Gulf Coast. Like you go. remember these Sh- teams? Shaka Smart and VCU. Remember? Like, right? It was, it was just so much fun. It's so much fun, and it's just wall to wall basketball. It, it's a great weekend. I, it, it really is awesome. When you can just change channels randomly, and there's a college basketball game on because they all start like 30, 40 minutes apart. So you have two or three overlapping at all right, times that, right. that Thursday and Friday. It's just so, it's so fun. What's the weather like on on like Friday and Saturday? Do you know? He says that's it. He's making your sandwich the next time. <laughs> oh gosh. The weather where? Here? Yeah. Thursday, Friday? Yeah. Uh nice. It's supposed to get even nicer right. as well, the week goes on. Hey, maybe setting up out back on the porch to oh, get some games going gosh. there. One of one of my Christmas gifts was like a big um like a big screen, like a screen that can hang out there. Cause I got this kind of hand me down, but I got this hand me down like projector. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to hook up the projector. Cause oh man. So Thursday, St. Patrick's Day is the highest 64, but with showers early in the day, but then um, overcast and partly cloudy throughout, low of 45. Friday, high of 72, sun and a mix of clouds. Sounds like a great day to sit outside and watch some Possible basketball. Possible showers later Friday. So, okay, that's all right. There's um, a roof. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday looks really nice. So. Nice, nice. Have to keep that in mind. Keep an eye on that. So please join the back, our The back porch challenge. where I caught the Penn Manor game last year. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I that that first weekend of the tournament is really just Oh, it's 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 hard to match it. When you talk about a multi-day thing, it it might be I mean, to me it's right up there with your seven game World Series, right. Stanley Cup, right. NBA, like if you get a championship uh setting, that's the only thing that can really compare. Right. Um yeah, you know, I know we were talking about your dad some here. Your dad was at a classic. Oh my gosh! I know every year the tournament maybe comes the up. We classic talk about tournament uh, time, you know. Um, Quite possibly one of the greatest American sporting events ever. Right. He was at the Leitner shot game, which is just incredible. Just amazing. Yeah. 
I wonder uh, if I don't. I I feel like I probably have asked him this before, and and I would doubt it if he has like his ticket oh, yeah. or a program or anything from it. I I don't know that he does. He used to have a shirt from it, and I feel like I took that a long time ago, uh, and I doubt that I still have it. I think it was like the the, the Elite Eight right, shirt, like right. from the because uh, it was in Philly, right? That was the whole thing. Yeah, right? it was in Philly. Um, that would have been the Spectrum, I believe, probably. Yeah, wow. Was it 90... When was that? I don't know. Oh, I will look it up. Yeah, it's, it's too bad we don't have any devices that can tell us. I just can't remember the year. I want to say 94, but I don't know if that's right. But it, I, I, 1992. I, whoa, 92 is even older than that. Okay. Uh, yeah, what a what iconic moment. Just... Yeah. One shining moment coming up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know a few well when Shoot. Villanova hit the the buzzer beater to win the national championship. I know um your cousin was texting we were texting back and forth because so like I root for Villanova. Like the reason I have an affinity towards Villanova is because when I I think it was when my senior year in high school me and my dad went with your cousin and your uncle to a Villanova game. And so it just, then they upset UCLA and it was just, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, my, my, my family has had a a link with Villanova for a long time. My uncle worked at Villanova for a long time. And then my cousin went to, to Villanova and, uh, that's kind of always been the de facto team. Cause I, you know, Penn state's always at the top, but let's face it. Penn state men's basketball is good once every like 15 years. Hey, I got to just real quick sidetrack. I got to give them credit winning a couple games in the big 10 hey, tournament they Purdue to the limit too. It, it, right in, in a year where man, like it's tough, but I really like Micah Shrewsbury. I think, Oh gosh, that's not good. Um, with Micah Shrewsbury, like I think he's a really good hire and in basketball, you can turn it around quick, but not that first year. Like it takes some time. Um, so I, I'm confident that... Yeah, I mean, they were holding it together kind of like tape and string because oh, yeah. they had a whole bunch of people leave when the program changed directions, you know, with the coaching staff. Uh, you know, they were hot and cold. They, they right. went through sh- some ineptitude and ineffectiveness, especially on the road, but they came alive in the Big Ten tournament. They won two games, um, upset Ohio State, and pushed Purdue to the brink. Uh, hopefully year two goes even better, but, you know, Penn State has just not not even a handful no. of tournament berths in the last 30 years. No. They've been there, what, three three or four times? Something like that. And you a know, they had, those were... The one I'll always remember is 2001. Yes. Uh, my sophomore year, end of my sophomore yes. year in high school, because they upset North Carolina. Yes. And I was in Mr. Meyer's class, who is a huge North Carolina basketball fan, and I uh, I made sure to let him have it. Uh that Penn as, State as you should beat North Carolina. That was to go to the Sweet Sixteen, I believe. I think so. So, yeah. So, anyways, what I was saying is that you gotta you gotta back up teams. What, right. If you're right, a fan exactly. of a team that isn't historically good, you're always gonna root for them. But when they're not playing, you want to have an interest. So for the longest time, it was Syracuse. Um, I don't really have any reasoning behind that initially. But it had been like that for a long time. Again, my much like my maybe my Dan Marino story about how I 
uh, my cousin had a poster of him, and that's I kind of latched on to them and became a Dolphins fan. I know my cousin also was a big fan of, of Syracuse for whatever reason. Don't know, may never know, but Syracuse was the team that I cheered for, and that went into overdrive um, when I got to go watch a game, an incredible game at the Carrier Dome. It was the year that Carmelo Anthony was at Syracuse, and the Syracuse went and ended up winning the national title that year. Uh, so I got to see an incredible team, and anytime we'd play the basketball game, like kind of like we're playing the college basketball or football game now, I'd always pick that that Syracuse team with Jerry McNamara. Um, so it was always a lot of fun. But Villanova was always up there because of the family ties. Um, so that's always a team that I would generally cheer for. And now with the, with Stevie and Marquette, they're they're right up there too. So um, I don't know, did, did you have a team growing up outside of Penn State that you would cheer for in uh, the basketball tournament? It was, it was probably Duke. Duke. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I was like always Duke. a Duke fan too. Um, one of my dad's good friends uh, went went to Duke. So like you know, like I remember when I was younger, like we'd be around and he would he would always be rooting for. Him. Like I, it was fine. And like I. Well, I have I don't root for Duke the way I used to. Like I don't have the Duke hate like some do. No, you know I don't what have, I mean like No, I'm a Shashevsky fan. Right. So. Like I so yeah, it's one of those where I'm not oh, I thought you were gonna crush him anyway. I was ready to. I am not on this game at all. I'm having a rough go of it. Hopefully hopefully we don't need a we don't need a touchdown here at the end because I am not, I'm not feeling it right now. But yeah, so Penn State, Syracuse, Villanova, Duke, that, so those are kind of the biggest ones growing up. First, now Marquette. So I went and saw Penn State play Penn once at Hershey Park Arena. Okay, and they called. It was a crazy game, and Penn like was winning. And the buzzer goes off, and they run into the locker room, and they actually bring them out of the locker room because they're like, no, there was a foul before time had expired. Or like at the buzzer, and Penn State hit foul shots to force overtime. Oh, nice. And then Penn won in overtime. Oh, but disappointing. it was like, it was such a crazy thing. And I was a little kid, so like my dad's like has to explain it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Which is funny because, like, I find, like, I completely understand what that must be like now because that's how Austin is. Like, he wants to know all this stuff. And, like, sometimes, it, you know, how sport, sometimes the stuff in sport doesn't make sense. Um, so, like, just trying to figure those things out was pretty interesting. All right. So, I'm pulling up an article, and maybe you can skim over yeah. it while we talk here. It's just about Brady and the Bucks. I want to see what Pro Football Talk says about this. I'm going to just check if this is Florio, because Florio is someone I also have a love hate relationship oh, yeah. with. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm interested to see if he's thinking the same thing that you and I were talking about, how this is Brady's last year with the Bucks, but I don't think it'll be his last year. I think he's he's going to play a year or two with well, the 49ers. And give it to Florio. Florio nailed this earlier this week. He he like he went on the record on the air and was like, "No, he's absolutely playing this year." Like he's like, "Now he said he's like I think he's going to force his way to San Francisco this year at the time." Um but and we'll we'll see. I don't think that's going to happen, but I don't think it makes sense. The compensation isn't there. I, I just don't think the Buccaneers, there's any package that San Francisco right. could, could offer. Right. And so it said, like, 
it said Brady made it clear he didn't want a farewell tour, and he said, "So is 2022 actually going to be a farewell tour?" And he's like, "He doesn't necessarily think so." Um, and he said he could sign a contract extension to like further that, but you know how the he can he dictates the terms of his contract at this point. Um, I know, cannot see him signing an extension, right? Unless it in some way still allows him out after this year, right. you know. It said he's like it'll be. It's hard to imagine a scenario where he would retire when he's set to become a free agent. Like if if he wanted to keep playing is basically right. what I was saying. Um, and because then he's like he could name his terms and play for whoever he wanted for a year to like you know right um, like he did two years ago. And he said like maybe like this will also keep people from speculating about it being his last year because of the way it went back and forth. Yeah, good luck with that. Like because. He's like in his mid forties. Like people are going to speculate about it being his last year over and Forever. over and over again. Um, but yeah, it says all we know now is that he will be playing in 2022, 2022 farewell tour or not. He's playing again after saying goodbye. Um, yeah, and again, I kind of view this the same way as the Rogers thing. Like, oh, okay, at least another team the Cowboys would have to get through. In order to win the NFC, um, yeah. After the Seahawks left that discussion, right, an enemy of of my enemy, right? Like that's one of those things, right? Exactly. Um, nice run. Um, the former or the defending Heisman Trophy right, winner getting right. it done here. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't blame him if he if he wants to play, play, but. I am kind of surprised because he had the opportunity to kind of like stick it to the reporters and everyone. You know what I mean? Like, I really think he thought he was going to retire because he went through with it. Like, I don't think it's all just some big elaborate act, you know, like as as cynical as I can be about like Tom Brady, I don't think it was some act. I honestly think he thought he was ready to retire and he realized he wasn't. Yeah. So it, Florio does some really good work. He also does some really shoddy work, and and it's not. And I shouldn't say shoddy is not the right word because the work he always does is really good. It's just he allows his bias and opinions to trickle into it too often, and his stuff about Kaepernick is the worst, the so worst I stuff you can put out there. Read a lot of his stuff. I only he, see like the well. Like, it's usually some of the the, like it's very good at breaking the news, like. Because I, okay, I get yeah, it in yeah, my feed, yeah. you know. If yeah, I'm not yeah. on Twitter, I get it in my feed, and it's just like I see the headlines of like moves that have happened and things that are happening. Right. Um, but his, he he was one of the per- people like calling the NFL greedy and having double standards about the gambling. I'm like, dude, right. no, right, like no, it's right. not in any way. So he was right on that. I got it. <laughs> so, that that's what I took away from that. Right? Uh, <laughs> Glad you remembered we're on air and didn't. Right. Um, didn't say or do what your dad sends in those emojis all the time right so uh, oh so my dad responded to us talking about the Leitner shot he said yeah it was in the spectrum there about 20 rows off the floor behind the one net that's awesome and I I don't think it was the net where the shot went in I think it was the net where they Grant Hill's end where they inbounded it yeah right where they didn't put somebody on the they didn't guard the inbounder that's where you put your seven footer there um, but yeah, so we're in March Madness, and it, free agency starts this week. We got baseball yeah. free agency yeah. happening now. The, the we have NFL free agency legal coming tampering up. period starts tomorrow, right? Or something technically, like that. yeah. Which is such an oxymoron. Like, oh, for sure. 
But yeah, I, man, March is uh, living up to it so far. I'll March Madness, it. yeah. Um, I mean, it was can't get any madder than two years ago, but this one's a lot better. Yeah, yeah, Whew. yeah. We'll take it. Oh, why did I fair catch that? I thought my own guys were guys coming <laughs> to crush me. Oh, oh man. It was a little dicey here for this one, but we're going to pull yeah, it out. We're yeah, going to be we okay. Should, we should be all right. You should be all right here. Oh, good blocking. Like I made that guy look like Aaron Donald. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what happens with free agency in the Bucks because free agency is set to start, like you said. Now all these guys have to decide knowing Brady's coming back. Right. Like, you know? Um, and that definitely plays but, into their considerations. But they had like a lot of those guys stayed last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are they going to do it again? Right. Like they, if a lot of those guys, they have their ring. Are they going to go get their money somewhere else now? You know, like I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I wouldn't blame them if you're gonna if if it's a big difference in pay. Like I, that's their decision. You know, like they they got to decide that. You also have to look at this situation. Like, if they think, like, a lot of those guys don't go to a team and just think, like, oh, we're just going to lose now. You know, they think, like, oh, yeah, we're good. Like, they talk about the every coach takes, like, that bad quarterback and is like, I can change him. Right. I can change him. They all have all that All these thought. players are like, you know, oh, we're going to change it. Like, we're going to change it. You know, and it. I don't think they go in there just, like, accepting, like, oh, yeah, we're going to be bad. You know, like, they think, like, no, we can put this together. Um, so... Let's finish with one of the first things we talked about, which was the uh, the strength of the AFC West, because I don't want to gloss yeah. over. I mean, we talked about Russell Wilson a bit with the Broncos, but, um, you know, I know our listener, uh, Coach Steve, is a big Broncos yeah. fan. I know he was super excited to have Russell Wilson because he, he thinks, like the rest of us, that they might have only been a quarterback away from really competing in that division and uh, going toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. I mean, all right. Here, you want me to put you on the spot? Uh, sure. Rank the quarterbacks in the AFC West. How? As like d- day one of the 2022 regular season. Uh, yes. Not like overall, like career. No, not not career. Like not at, right now at this instant. What, like if, like, well, so take all the other things. Like I'm not talking like the the other teams and everything, but like if you would pick, if you could pick them to be your guy. So like and I'm not I'm not saying specific to the Dolphins or any like just in general if you had to build a team for this coming year, what order do you take them in? Because I don't so, like there are four strong choices there. Like I think all four quarterbacks in the AFC West are good enough to win a championship. Right. So Mahomes is one. Like I don't yeah. even think that's open for discussion. I agree. And that's in terms of are you picking a one-year team or are you picking like drafting for the future as well? If you're picking just a one-year team, after Mahomes, I would probably go Russell Wilson just because he's proven it more to me. Right, he's he's. I know the upside is with Herbert by far. Right. Oh yeah. But in a one like one year one season, I would go Mahomes, Wilson, Herbert, Carr. Yeah, I I think telling me like you get to start a franchise that you're going to have this person with you for the long run, I'm going Mahomes, Herbert, Wilson, Carr. Yeah, I think so too. 
Uh, that that's where I go. So, you know, three years ago, well, obviously Herbert wouldn't even be in the league, but I would definitely have Wilson too, no matter what. Um, Mahomes would have just also, gotten to that point. Um, Derek Carr is an interesting one. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and and make an argument that he shouldn't be anything other than fourth. Like, I, I think he is, but I also am like, man, that Raiders team. Let me rephrase that. That Raiders offense had no business being on a playoff team. Right. Like none. None. And they did it. You know, like, oh, my gosh. Um, it's just one of those, like, I, I I would be intrigued to see what he can do. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if he – yeah, he's had weapons, you know. He led them to the playoffs before, and then Matt McGloin had to take over because of the injury. Yeah. Um, so he's led the Raiders to the playoffs twice. Now this year they did nothing once they got there. I wasn't ideal, well, you know, but I just I feel like he is a good quarterback. I think <laughs> you know. I think he's good. Whereas like the others, I know, like I know they're good. Um, I know Herbert has, still has some ups and downs, but he was in his second year. Like I'm very confident that that he's the you know everything we think he's going to be. Right. Um, but, man. All right, so there's 18 seconds left in this game. We're going to wrap it up here. Um, we're up 28-7, to 7, so I don't think you can worry about there being any shenanigans or anything. And they just um, completed a pass for minus one yeah, yard. Hopefully so that's essentially game over. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up here. and. Uh, oh, my gosh. So we're 4-0, Justin. We're 4-0. So that's a huge accomplishment. We'll obviously stay. What happened? It, I said reconnect control. Oh, gosh. I don't, I don't. <laughs> Where batteries are dying. Gosh. <laughs> With seven seconds to play. Um, but, yeah, so punt. thanks for listening to episode 352. They You're... spiked it to punt. Nice. Yeah, go to 0-5. AI logic. What are we, Pit? So... <laughs> Justin and I improved to 4-0 with the Florida Atlantic Owls in our year three of the NCAA Football 14 Dynasty. Um, we're 24-7 and in two-plus years. We got a conference championship, two bowl wins. Our first year uh, was rough. But our we, first year was rough. We finished 7-6 and six and won the Hawaii Bowl. Right. We, we came on strong. I think at one point we were like 2-5. and five. Yeah. But we, we improved and, and rebounded and um, won a conference championship last year. We finished in the top five. We... Uh, I think actually, didn't we finish fourth, I think, last year? I think so. And that's where we're sitting at now after four games. Um, But a lot of NFL news we talked about and covered. Very excited for that season. Free agency this week, draft in about six weeks. Baseball's back, and they're working on their free agency and spring training. March Madness is kicking off again. Last reminder for this show, but I'll post it on all the socials again. Join our ESPN Tournament Challenge. Participate in March Madness. Fill out your bracket. You can fill up technically up to three on our site. The password is PSU, all capital letters, 2022. And you'll find the link on my Facebook page and the show social accounts. Um, Again, free to join, bragging rights, show t-shirt, and the opportunity to join Justin and I on an episode in the future. It's always been a lot of fun. We've done one every year that there's been a tournament. And, uh, yeah, we hope everyone will join. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Any final words from you, Justin? Um, Anything to wrap up or say? Hopefully, March can continue. Um, Less things like gambling news, more things just like you know, NFL free agency and MLB free agency and MLB like ramping up and college basketball. There's, there's lots of positive things that could be happening sports wise. Hopefully uh, we can keep it going in that direction. 
Absolutely. So, uh, fun and exciting, entertaining week. And uh, I don't know, hopefully some of those positive aspects or the interesting aspects that don't revolve around uh, integrity or injury or awful right, off right. the field stuff that can stay away. But we'll take all the other like dramatic things related to um, players on the field and like what teams are getting better or worse or what's going to happen in free agency in the draft. That stuff we can take and that stuff we can handle. And hopefully more of it happens. Justin, and I will be back in one week's time next Sunday evening, March 20th. We will have games five and six of our NCAA football 14 dynasty with the FAU owls and talk about the uh, first weekend of the March Madness 2022. So, uh, for fun. Absolutely. So for Justin, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff show brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Home to other productions, such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. <laughs>